0: It's a game!
1: This is the Just Baseball Show. I'm Peter Apple. That's Jack McMullen. And we are joined by Dustin Demeter, our boy who's been on the podcast many times. But normally we're playing GM, but I feel like this is more of an open forum. This is your guys' opportunity to come back at me and arm when we play GM on the podcast earlier. Jack, Dustin, how you guys doing? Doing all right?
2: Dustin, yeah. you go first.
3: Okay. I mean, I'm just out here chilling in Oklahoma. Woke up about 5.30 this morning for weights. It was like 30 degrees outside. So, you know, I'm from California, so that sucked. I'm not used to it. So,
1: um, but doing pretty good overall. When you talk about morning weights, like what are you working on right now? No,
3: we just get in there and we did like power testing and stuff today. So it was kind of like we just threw med balls around and got it tested and stuff. So, um, But other than that, just like doing
1: lists and stuff like that. Because you're a, I mean, you're a college athlete right now. You're doing your fifth year over at Oral Roberts University. Um, What's kind of how you feeling about the season? What are you working on right now in January? Um, And your lead up to the season?
0: Mm,
3: Mostly just trying to build my arm up. Um, Because I go, I I play third base and left field, so I got a couple different arm slots that I got to use. Um, but mostly just fine-tuning the swing right now because when it comes down to season, I don't want to be thinking about mechanics or anything like that at all. So I just want to go in there and compete in the box. So fine-tune the mechanics now. Um, And right now for me, it's about pulling balls in the air to the pull side, trying to hit homers sometimes. Uh, but basically just fine-tuning it and knowing what kind of contact points
2: I need for – what kind of pitches? Jack, did you hit morning weights this morning? No, I did not. I actually pulled in uh, at 3 a.m. And yes, uh, I Pete texted me and said, we have to record a podcast tomorrow at 7 a.m. And I said, I can't do that. And he said, you're getting up and doing it anyways. So uh, here a. we are. 7
1: a.m. is so aggressive. I did not say that. Here we
2: are at 7 a.m. Because because Pete made me do this. Hey, uh, real quick, though, uh, for those not watching on YouTube, Dustin is doing his best Ryan Sheckler impression. He's got a black beanie on. He's got thick-rimmed black glasses and a plain black T-shirt. I mean, this guy is going through something emotionally right now. And I think that we should just be here for him, Pete think that's fair this is also a guy who i've known since i was
1: one years old and he wears a black beanie and like a big jacket when it's 70 degrees in santa barbara growing up in santa barbara we really have no idea how to dress because we're basically living in a dome when it comes to the weather there so this guy goes out to wherever he has and just has the same outfit
2: regardless of the weather in yeah. my defense it is cold outside <laughs> that's fair man um hey, one more thing about oral roberts have you run into max ace yet uh no i don't even know who that is you're kidding no basketball player leading scorer in america yeah like oral roberts got to the sweet 16 last year your school that you're at right now he's still there he's one of the best scorers in the country in men's college basketball and he's on your campus you have no idea who that is that is good to know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go check that out
1: Dustin's like Belichick. He's just there for a business trip. He's there to play baseball. He's not <laughs> worried about it. That's kind of like with me too, with the pop culture references. Like I'm, I'm on a business trip. I'm here to talk baseball. I don't know anything else.
2: I, <laughs> Listen, we come from totally, a very similar environment. This totally is the just baseball show. I might have to like up and leave because I have interests outside of this. I'm sorry. So the interest today
1: is the freaking Los Angeles Dodgers. And Dustin, you and I, um, when I was back in Santa Barbara, we had about a five, six hour discussion in a jacuzzi just talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers and kind of the reason that we wanted to play GM was because of that conversation because I realized that there are more problems that this team has than maybe we might think you know this barren rotation the fact that Max Scherzer is now a Met the fact that Corey Seager is now a Ranger so when you're looking forward to 2022 how you feeling Okay,
3: first of all, still the Los Angeles Dodgers. Still, we still got a kick-ass roster. But even I listened to you and Arm's like GM discussion about it. And even I thought you guys undersold how bad the starting rotation
2: is outside of Bueller and Julio. Okay, I'm gonna Just, stop you right there for a minute. I'm gonna stop you right there for one minute because Why? you you're saying that the rotation is barren and the rotation is yes. really bad. And then you say, despite Forty percent of it <laughs> being ages. Walker Bueller and Julio Urias. Okay, but you need guys to pick up innings, right? Yeah. To his defense, that's not enough.
1: You can't just have two guys and then you're relying a David Price and Tony
2: Gonsolin. Yeah, but you know how Correct. you know how bad the Pirates want this right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't care. Well, it's fair that it's fair to say that we're a little different.
3: than The Pirates, we're yeah. Just a little different. We're built a little different. Uh, Tony Gonsolin not a guy you want to rely on i know right. i i heard arm he was kind of high on him and you, i get it he, like the stuff itself it's crazy like
2: Is it 95 crazy?
3: yes it's he has great stuff uh-huh. but like the guy like he like wears where's <laughs> uh, cleats that have cats on him i just don't trust that guy <laughs> in a big spot i just i just don't trust him um good analysis andrew heaney andrew Heaney. Uh, i mean he's never been like, great, right? I mean, I think the Dodgers definitely could unlock something with him. but who knows? You're not confident. No, no i <laughs> I couldn't believe they gave him $8.5 million. Couldn't believe it. Uh, and then David Price. So, that's like three not-so-good starting pitchers, I think, that are kind of like all fives.
1: They are kind of all fives. Yeah, they're all fives. And two ones, basically. And that's why we made some of these trades. That's why we made the trade for Frankie Montas. I mean, Jack, you hear that. You're, you're debating that the rotation might be better than it is. But what are you going to do with, with two, two, two ones and three fives? Okay, so let, let's
2: do some math right now. Um, it, before we do math, let's acknowledge the fact that there are several Major League Baseball teams that don't have anything close to an ace. There are several Major League Baseball teams that don't have ones. In their what do you want to do? Compare them to the Reds? No, I like, hear we're what talking I'm saying. the Los Angeles yeah,
1: Dodgers. Talking about
3: Let's World do some
2: contenders here. I know. Listen, listen. You guys chose the Dodgers for this week, so you bring me on. You know that I'm going to have zero th- sympathy. I'm I'm going to have absolutely <laughs> zero sympathy for your. Situation. That's fair. Fair. So Bueller one, Urias one. Add those together. That's two gonsolin heaney and price five plus five plus five 15 15 plus two is 17 17 divided by five is what uh like a 3.2 yeah so like a three like you're averaging a three you're Um, the los angeles dodgers i agree it's not good enough so to jump that number up you got to replace a five with a two if you're the dodgers you need that number hovering around two nobody else in baseball is going to hover around two unless you luck into it like Washington did with Strasburg and Corbin and Scherzer and Anibal Sanchez, or Detroit did when Scherzer, Verlander, Porcello were all there. You either luck into it or you pay for it. And the Dodgers are one of the two to three teams in baseball that can actually pay for their average starter to be a two. And there is a two, maybe a one,
1: Possibly the greatest pitcher of our generation, Clayton Kershaw, just kind of sitting there waiting for a contract to be given to him. But the Dodgers didn't offer him the qualifying offer, which is funny because if they did and he rejected it, they would have gotten a pick out of it. And they still decided not to give Clayton Kershaw a qualifying offer. Dustin, when you saw that, I want your initial reaction. But then now you've had some time to sit with it. How is it? How is your opinion on Clayton Kershaw now grown?
3: I mean, obviously disappointed
1: because I want the guy to be a Dodger forever, and I think he'd fit
3: really nicely into the rotation. Like, he fits a really specific need that we have. Like Jack said, we need, like, a solid two or three uh, to kind of balance out the rotation. Uh, There was some speculation that the Dodgers did that um, in order to, like, give Kershaw an edge and not attach a draft pick to him, which I think could have been the case, I think, because his arm is kind of messed up right now and like he might want to go to the Rangers or whatever he wants to do. I think the Dodgers are gonna like fully support it kind of a situation. Um but I still think that Kershaw winds up on the Dodgers. I think they give him like two years, $30 million. I don't think it's about money for him. I think it's about like, does he want to be in Texas with his family or does he wanna finish it out with the Dodgers? I don't think he wants to pitch that much longer, to be honest. I don't know just kind of the vibes that he gives is just he just I think he got his ring he's got it all the he's got the the hall of fame career already checklist and then I hope that he's resigned with the Dodgers but I don't think you can bank on it dude he's not that old I know I know but like I don't know he's had so much injury stuff over the past couple years like his back is like shot and his arm shot now and it's like it's these other pitchers are not aging. Normally he's aging like on a normal path. Like he's right. 33 and he's thrown like 2,500 innings. Like your arm is not going to be in great shape. Your body's not going to be in great shape. I don't know how these other pitchers are doing it like Verlander and Scherzer, but he's not, he's not aging like that.
2: That, that, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, age is like a sliding scale with this thing. What Scherzer's doing not normal. What, what Verlander's doing not normal. Bartolo cologne pitching until he's forty four is not normal. um Kershaw is like more normal, and I understand if you want to compare him to Scherzer, do it because Scherzer is winning the fine wine category. And you look in other sports too. Like the thing right now is like this impossible longevity with Brady and Rogers. And then with LeBron and uh, Russell Westbrook, who's playing really well right Mm -hmm. now, Um, you know, it's (laughs) with, with Kershaw. He's just like a normal hall of famer, which is just crazy to say, like he hits a downswing when he's 32 years old. That's just how life works for everybody except the select few and Clayton Kershaw best pitcher of our generation during his 20s but he's aging like a normal human being. You got to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you, Dustin. He's got interest outside of baseball right now. Like, I mean, just hearing him on like interviews and and do these other ventures that are outside of baseball, he's going to do what makes him happy. Like he doesn't care about 20 million compared to 12 million right now. He just cares about, do I want to be in Dallas, which is where I grew up? Do I want to be in LA for entertainment opportunities? Where do I want to be with my life? Where do I want to be with my kids? And I think that's what's going through Kershaw's mind right now.
1: But the thing is, on the, on the same side of that yeah, coin. Yeah, I mean,
2: he's got nothing left to prove either. Nothing. But on the Good same idea. side of that
1: coin, like you you said that you have, feel confident that the Dodgers are going to bring him back for two years, 30 million. I listen to you guys, and I think there's almost no way that he's going back to Los Angeles now. Now I think they might go for Zach Grinky or another one of these free agent pitchers. That's why we mentioned Zach Grinky might be in this rotation come 2022. Also, that they might make a trade for a starting pitcher. That's why I'm on the outside looking in thinking, if they wouldn't give him the qualifying, if they're that worried about his injuries, why give him two years then?
3: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you, Dustin. I mean, I think it's just the ball is completely in his court at this point. I think the Dodgers probably made him an offer. I bet it's kind of like a fluid situation. It's like, if Clayton wants to come back, he can come back. But if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. Probably taking this time, this lockout time, make a decision. Um, But I think you're right. I think I don't think the Dodgers make a trade in the offseason for a big-time starting pitcher. I think you're more likely to see that at the trade deadline because that's when they always make their big moves. It's like at the trade trade deadline, and it's at the last minute. Mm -hmm. Um, Some guys that I highlighted, I think Noah Syndergaard could be a Dodger by the end of the year. I mean if the angels really? are if the angels are terrible at the deadline, he's on a one year. I don't think they want to mortgage at like the farm and, and go for somebody that has like three or four years of control because their top two guys are under control through 2024, 2025. So they're probably just looking for like a short-term rental. so they don't want to um, use all that prospect capital to go get somebody like Castillo who might cost you you know your top three prospects. Um, I think what you guys were talking about, montes um, Lopez and Sonny Gray, I think those are all guys that you could see on the Dodgers. I mean, if we could package Lux as a headliner for any of those guys, I'm in,
1: (laughs) I'm in Gavin Lux conversation. What do you think? Because we we've been hit or miss on Gavin Lux a little bit. We're, We're, I'm not totally sure, but are you sold on anything yet with him?
3: I mean, it's just been mostly missed. Like, he just hasn't performed. He can't play defense. The guy is literally so head, fu- head fucked that he can't play defense. Um, the bat, you can tell the potential is crazy. Uh, but I mean, he needs to get out of LA at this point. Um, and it just, it's contingent on like the DH being in the NL. Is he going to have a spot or not? Because if the, if the DH is there, he's got a spot because Justin Turner could slide in there and you could throw Taylor at third and put Lux at second. But it's contingent on the DH. So, But his value is so low right now. Just I don't know what the Dodgers' plans for him are right now. I mean, if you keep him, you have to give him 600 at-bats, in my opinion. Like, he's 24, sink or swim. Uh, but that's, just, yeah, that's just my opinion. I think they just need to give him at-bats.
2: Sink or swim for you, Jack? I would be conservative and say that I trust Andrew Friedman more than anybody else in the baseball sphere and like totally abstain from making an opinion because I'm sure that he has the right read on <laughs> Gavin Lux. But that's, that's not so what unfair. I signed up to do. Right? I, that's not <laughs> what I signed up to do as a yeah. podcast host. It, it's my job as a podcast host to have an opinion on this and try and bypass Andrew Friedman. So, as um, you should. <laughs> I, I don't think I should but I'm going to do it anyways. I think you should. I'm out on Lux. I'm just out on him. I, I think he's in a pressure cooker right now. And I think that the Dodgers are one of three pressure cookers <laughs> in Major League Baseball. I think it's the three biggest names in baseball. It's the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. If you break in there and you go through your trials and tribulations and it gets to your head, you need to change the scenery immediately. You see it on the basketball side with, with my favorite player to watch right now. I've told you, Pete, Dustin, I have more fun watching the Chicago Bulls right now than I think I've ever had watching sports. And a lot of that is contingent on Lonzo Ball, who broke in, was not good. Think about what market he was in. He was with the Lakers. That is a pressure cooker. Get out of there. You've got a chance for a fresh start. Lonzo Ball, Gavin Lux, they are one and the same to me. They came in with these crazy high expectations. They're really, really talented at their unique sport. But if you're in a pressure cooker and you're already cooked, you got to get out and start fresh. And I think Lux just needs a change of scenery. I think sell low, get whatever you can in return for him.
1: It's such a good point, Jack, because Dustin, remember we were talking about we like if Gavin Lux is on the uh, Rockies, he'd probably be an all star. But my mm-hmm. only thing, my only thing with Gavin Lux is, and I compared it on the GM episode with Arm, I compared it to Gleyber Torres in a little bit because Gleyber Torres. If the Yankees were going to trade him this offseason, you're trading him at his lowest value, similar to Gavin Lux. You're not going to get the type of value that you need for Gavin Lux. Arm called him what he'd be right now is like a top 100 prospect. This guy was a number one overall prospect. I don't understand why you trade him right now. And to your point about how they make a lot of their big deals at the trade deadline. I would just keep him right now. Max Muncy is injured. You don't really have that many left-handed bats in general. You kind of need Gavin Lux, at least in the short term. Get that value up as high as you can. Then shelve him off at the trade deadline for one of those starters like we talked about.
2: Okay, let me just say real quick, you're playing a really dangerous game with that because the floor can get lower with him. Like, say he How much lower? I don't even know if it could be that much lower. Uh, I don't know. You you, you think it could get worse? It's been so bad. I know. You think it could get worse? (sighs) Worse. I don't know. Like,
1: is this bottom of the barrel, Gavin Lux, right now, dude, or I'm is this?
2: About,
1: okay, so you're like saying yes. Stocks? So that means
2: mm. I'm thinking about like the stocks, right? Like, if you're trying yeah. to dump off shares, you see a little flash in the pan uptick. Like, if Lux has back to back nights with a homer, just dump them, just get them away. Bitcoin
1: just hit forty thousand, <laughs> and now it's back up to forty three thousand. That was that was, I think the valley that we're going to hit with Bitcoin, similar to Gavin Lux with an 88 to 91 WRC plus. That's what we're going to see at the low point of Gavin Lux. I don't think it's going to get any worse. And if it does get worse, egg on my face, but I'm, I'm in this situation where it cannot get any worse and that you have to let him play out this half season. And if he does well, you can trade him. And if he does well and you don't want to trade him, then keep him because you got a good Gavin Lux again. And I do think that there is, more of a chance that he bounces back rather than gets worse.
2: I'm not. I gotta say, <laughs> I'm nodding. Yeah. What else you want to talk about? Well, we could talk
1: about some potential free agents like Freddie Freeman. That's the thing that I'm the most worried about as a fan of the rest of the league of a, a fan of you know what I'm not even that big of a fan of parody but you know it's it's good you know parody is good for baseball <laughs> and if the Dodgers get Freddie Freeman we're all screwed do you think this is, this is an actual opportunity for the Dodgers to get Freddie Freeman Dustin
3: I think there's an actual opportunity yes but do I think it'll happen no um I think ultimately he's going to end up with the Braves and I just don't think that the Dodgers are going to shell out big money for a first baseman. I just, I think that's kind of against their core values. Like they, they want guys that can impact the game on three levels, like in the field on the bases and not the plate. And Freddie is an amazing, he's amazing at everything. It's Freddie Freeman, but just seen with like the deals that they've given out in the past, it's usually for really athletic middle of the field type of guys like Mookie Betts they sign him long term cuz he's just an uber athlete. The last big guy that they signed in free agency I think was AJ Pollock who was at the time was a center fielder.
1: It was like a two-year um, deal. It Wasn't that
3: expensive? It was like a four-year deal. Oh. With his incentive it was incentive based. Um but you just see them going for like impact athletes. That's the guys that they sell. That's the guys that they normally will buy into they'll actually spend their money on those guys and starting pitching. So I don't see a world where he's a Dodger. Although like to me, that sounds amazing. Put Freddie Freeman in the, in the middle of the Dodgers lineup. Um, and we we'll, we'd forget about Corey Seager, but at this point, the lineup doesn't need, you don't need anything in this lineup. It's crazy. It's still stacked. You, you just need to address the pitching and then, and then
2: that's it. In my opinion. Jack, when uh so what if Dustin was just like, yeah, I think I'm out on Freddie Freeman. Don't really need him here. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to take your last point, Pete, and save it and use it as blackmail. Uh, noted Yankee super fan. Peter Apple just said he was a fan of parody in Major League Baseball. I'm a fan <laughs> of parody. I'm a no, fan of not. parody.
1: <laughs> <No>. How? <laughs> you're a Yankee fan. Just kidding! I like the Death Star. Yeah,
2: I know you do. You like the Death. You like the Evil <laughs> Empire. That's just how this works. We're on like one forty. I know you by now.
1: I'm a Yankee fan wearing a uh, Dodger hat right now. I'm feeling, you know,
2: you're, you're committed to the bit. Good for you. Committed to the bit. Committed to the bit. Um. So, like, with free. I'm, I don't have a groundbreaking take. Like, yeah, Freddie Freeman would be amazing with the Dodgers. And like, they would just be right around. Like if you set the over under for their win total at 109 and a half games, I'm taking the over if they have Freddie Freeman. like, I just think we're kind
1: of talking about this casually when I think it has more legs than we might think. It does. Think there's a reason that the Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves have not signed Freddie Freeman yet. There obviously is a reason. He has a price and the Braves aren't willing to match it. Who's the one team Right now, with infield problems that lacks a left-handed bat, that's the, the Los Angeles Dodgers.
3: Do the Dodgers have infield problems? I don't do think they? they have
1: infield problems. It, I, don't it, I mean with Justin I don't Turner, Justin Turner's aging Corey Seager left. We just talked about how much you think Gavin Lux sucks, and Max Muncie <laughs> just has an elbow injury. <laughs> what do you mean there's no infield problems? There is infield okay. problems.
3: Muncy Muncie likely isn't gonna miss any time,
1: unless Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, but yeah. like
3: I, I'm not going to assume that he is, and if if so, why Michael not assume Bush. that
1: he is? I would assume that he is rather than not assuming that he is.
3: Well, I'm am I'm an optimist, Peter. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for the the best case scenario here, and that's Max Muncy is healthy for opening day. Justin Turner's old, but he still mashes. Uh, Trey Turner, top three shortstop in the league, I think pretty second. much unanimously. Yeah, second. <laughs> Um, and then you got Chris Taylor or Gavin Lux. Like, there's no infield problems there, my. I mean, and Gavin Lux could like he could be good. You never know. So,
2: <laughs> Dustin, I think you just mentioned Michael Bush, yeah? I did mention Michael Bush. Yes, I like Michael Bush a lot. I like him a lot. I had him on a previous podcast I was doing for an interview, mm-hmm. and he. Was like great. Like, you know, you end the recording and it's just like a bunch of green lights flashing. It's just like, yes, like this works. He was the most mature bat in the ACC his last year at Carolina. I mean, this guy, the way that he swung it is like, wow, it looks like he could hit 210 in Major League Baseball right now as a junior in college with zero professional experience. And like seeing him on the cape had that same deal. And then that ticked up to like 220. And then when he got in, with the Dodgers system, I see him as like, okay, he can be an everyday second baseman in Major League Baseball. He's a left-handed bat, he can hit 20 to 25 bombs. I really like Michael Bush and he's there. Like he's a college bat season drafted in 2019. I want to say. Like with Bush, if Lux fails, if the experiment just fails and you got to dump him off for dirt cheap, Bush is ready by the time that fails.
3: I'm with you. I'm with you. Michael Bush, like he managed, it manages at bats at a high level. He's got juice. Uh, there's not too much swing and miss. He's kind of like a super high floor bat. Um, I think he's a, he's a good uh, someone to fall on. If uh, Gavin Lux or Max Muncy, hurt.
1: or I think he could be ready next. year. And with all that said, arm and i traded him away with clayton beater for uh, frankie montas is that when you hear those two names is that something that you would do and also we were talking about possibly vargas including him in a deal but it seems like he's the successor to justin turner at third base i mean you like edwin rios but are we projecting edwin rios to be a legitimate starter moving forward or you you like vargas better
3: I like Vargas better. I would not touch Vargas, and I don't think they are going to touch Vargas. Like his his numbers are crazy for his age, and he's he's just such a polished bat with upside. He's amazing. I would I would package Clayton Beater and Michael Bush for Frankie Montes any day of the week. Former Dodger Frankie Montes. I don't think you guys knew that, but he was a former Dodger for like former White Sox Frankie Montes. Uh, there you go. He's been everywhere, uh, but he's got nasty stuff like yeah sign me up Dodgers will probably unlock another gear like you guys are saying um Michael Bush like while he's an amazing prospect I think there's guys in this Dodger system who just the ceiling is just above what he is like no knock on him at all but the Dodger system is filled with guys that could just be absolute monsters so I don't think they would parting with him would hurt their system too much and Frankie Montes would be a good guy to go get
1: is there anyone else in the system? that you, you think is untradeable?
3: Bobby Miller, because he's got like four-plus pitches. When everything when everything's on, it's insane. I'll let you guys um, gush about Bobby Miller. I mean, Jack's about to freak out when you said that name too. Yeah, I mean, Jack, you've probably seen him more than I have. I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, it's is amazing, amazing stuff. And I thought arms, Sandy, Alcantara uh, comp was really good. What do you think, Jack?
2: I like it. Yeah. Um, I like it. And let me just like preface anything we talk about in terms of like trade returns with the Dodgers. If they're going to give up prospects for big leaguers and like big league stars, it doesn't matter what prospects you throw in there. Like I, I have, I don't cringe whatsoever when you say Bush and beater for a big league guy, because the Dodgers we've learned over the last five to 10 years, they are a conveyor belt when it comes to prospects one through 80 are all major league possible guys. Like they are that good at developing talent and seeking talent. Um, so like, if you trade Bush away and you're looking for the future third baseman of the Dodgers, I think Brandon Lewis is one of the best power bats in minor league baseball. He hit like 40 bombs. He just finished the year in high a over low a and high a, I think he hit like a combined 38 to 40 bombs. Um, I mean, he actually looks like Mike Boustakis right now. Like he's a massive, massive human being. So like, I I just think there's always a replacement here, but getting back to Bobby Miller, he's one of the two guys that I think you cannot trade away. If you're the Dodgers, I think it's him and Cartaya Um, with Miller. Like he's got ACE stuff. Like you don't want to trade away a possible ACE. And I think that's what Bobby is because he's going to be sitting 98 when he comes up with this nasty fucking breaking pitch. And like, he's got command too. He didn't have command at Louisville for a little bit, but now he's got it. And this guy has, like, the thickest thighs you've ever seen. (laughs) I mean, he gets after it. Um, I saw him after his freshman year at Louisville, and he was skinny. Like, he was a small, skinny kid. And then I'm watching, like, ACC Network Extra, and I'm watching Louisville in a midweek game, and Bobby Miller's throwing his sophomore year. I'm like, who the hell is that beefcake? Mm -hmm, That mm -hmm. dude knows how to bulk
1: uh dustin i had a a take earlier because um when he mentioned diego cartaya that just kind of sprung this to me i think will smith is the best catcher in baseball um i think his bat is far above anybody at the catcher position right now and i think he's an improving framer and arm had a great point as stolen bases become less and less optimal in Major League Baseball, guys just aren't stealing bases as much. The arm doesn't matter as much, still matters. You got to control the run, but not as much. And I would call that the weak point of Will Smith's game. Are you in the same boat? I know you're a Dodger fan. Put your bias aside for a little bit. Would you take Will Smith over any other catcher in baseball?
3: I would, it would be he, either him or JT Real Muto, because Real Muto can, is like crazy fast and he's probably the best defensive catcher while also a solid bat. But I think pound for pound over the next three years, I'm taking Will Smith for sure. Um, The guy is he's like the heir apparent to Justin Turner, like that guy that can hit elite pitching, like he can hit elite pitchers pitches like that's Will Smith. So, I mean, the bat is insane. Um, Just to preserve him long term, I think Arm had a good point, like throw him at third base, you know, a couple of times a week. Especially if this DH goes to the National League, you can do so many things with this Dodgers roster because everybody's so positionally flexible. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I'd agree with that take. I think Will Smith's the best. Do you think Will Smith's the best, Jack?
2: Yeah, I think it's probably either him. Like moving forward over the next couple of years, if I'm taking anybody, it's it's between Will Smith, um, Chance Cisco, <laughs> and Matt Weeders Is weeders still playing?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder, yeah, if Adley Rutschman, when he'll take over the top catcher in baseball. I don't even know necessarily if he's like going to be better than Will Smith. And I also have this hot take that I think Francisco Alvarez will end up being better than Adley Rutschman. But
2: yeah, I that's, that's what I, I, I agree think. with you. <laughs> like we can share that hot take. I'm cool with that. Um, now, I, like Adley's really good, but like Adley, I think is going to look the same with his bad year and his great year. Like he's always going to be a really good catcher, but I don't think he's going to be best catcher in baseball. I think he's going to be top three for the next 15 years. I don't think he's going to be number one at any point. Um, But I also don't think he's going to suck at any point too. Like he is as high a floor a catcher as we've got. Like maybe Bart, but Bart's got some holes here and there. But like, I think Rutschman is like so high floor, but the ceiling is a little bit lower. What do you think about the catching position, Dust?
3: I think Adley Rutchman is – I think he's incredible. I think he's an amazing athlete. I think he's got stupid juice from both sides of the plate. Um, I think he'll be the best catcher in baseball here in the next like five years or so. Oh, so you're on him. All right. Well you know, that- yeah, I'm not I'm not like I think I think Bobby Witt is a better overall prospect, but I mean at least a catcher. Adley Rushman's, Ad- Adley's least a catcher and he's amazing. He's an amazing athlete. And I just, it's hard to bet against guys like that, especially with his makeup. Like
2: I'm not, I'm not betting against Adley Rutschman. No way. Pete, the the guest disagrees with the two hosts. Should we say bye now? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even, I'm not, I'm not on the boat
1: where I'm like trying to diminish Adley Rutschman's value even a little bit. I also think that he's going to be phenomenal. I just, I, I'm not totally sold yet that we have the heir apparent to Buster Posey or Yadier Molina. Like we're looking at a first ballot hall of fame guy. I just think he's going to be a really, really good catcher who's a multiple time all-star, but does not take the league by storm. That's my opinion on him. It's not too, you know, it's not too much. I agree. But does I, I I agree with that too. I mean, let's keep let's keep talking about this Dodgers rotation. So if if we're if we're not gonna sign Clayton Kershaw, who are some pitchers that you feel like that we gotta get? that We gotta get because I know we've talked some trades, but who's something in your mind that you know we gotta get?
2: What, Jack? What are you smiling about? No, Pete just said "we" because he's wearing the Dodger hat. Yeah, we Dodger guy, <laughs> Dodger Um, uh, Death Star guy. You
3: know, the free agent, uh, the free agent depth at this point is kind of, kind of, kind of thin. I like the Granke signing. Bringing back to LA, he was a, an amazing Dodger. He was incredible. He was a good an amazing Dodger. Um. Michael Pineda is another guy. I think you got. You just need guys that are just gonna fill innings, like
1: uh, or Tony Gonsolin.
3: I think these guys are better than Tony Gonsolin. You know, that's what <laughs> I think. <laughs> I have that little faith in that guy. And Andrew Heaney, like, give me something concrete. Give me, give me a Granky. I know what I'm getting. I'm getting 150 innings of average pitching, probably, and I'll take that. <laughs> that with the offense the Dodgers have, you're gonna, he's gonna pound out wins. Um, I wouldn't touch the bullpen. I think it's elite. I think it might be the best bullpen in baseball, maybe minus the Brewers. Um, I don't like the idea of signing Carlos Rodon because I don't know how healthy he is. And I, and above anything else with the needs that the Dodgers have, I want guys that are going to throw innings, like guys that you, that are going to take the ball every fifth day. And I don't think he qualifies as that, but the upside is crazy with Rodon. Um, I just don't know if they'll throw twenty million dollars at a kind of a question
1: mark. I just don't understand why they'd throw twenty million at Rodon and not throw twenty million at Kershaw. That's just my kind of thing. It's like if they're both talking, we're both talking injuries. Why Rodon over Kershaw? Kershaw's been your guy. You don't necessarily know what you're going to get from Rodon. That's why I thought. That's why we just did all these trades, right? I think it's they're in a perfect position. You talked about the conveyor belt of prospects. You have an obvious need at starting pitching and there's multiple starting pitchers out there that they could go get. That's why I know that they normally do the trade deadline, but why not do it in the offseason right now? I just don't understand why.
3: I just think that they like to reassess where they're at at the deadline because the Dodgers have so many guys that just randomly break out and are just true impact guys. Um, Somebody that I think could throw meaningful innings for him this year in the rotation is Landon Mack. Um, the guy spots up like three or four pitches His upside. Isn't crazy, but he's going to be, he's an elite level strike thrower. If he hits a ceiling, like not an elite, he's a really good strike thrower. Like he could be a good four. Um, and he's pretty polished off. He had great numbers last year. I think he could be someone who contributes, but that's why they reassess at the deadline because who knows Maybe Bobby Miller takes two steps forward and all of a sudden he's ready for the rotation. Uh, maybe Tony Gonsolin is not what I'm
1: predicting, and he uses his
3: amazing stuff and actually gets outs. So I think. Why are we
1: calling it amazing? What makes you think it's amazing? You've watched Tony Gonsolin hundred times. I've watched Tony Gonsolin. When I watch him, there's nothing that screams amazing about his stuff. Just he's isn't. got
3: great stuff. He just doesn't. He can't
1: land anything but his fastball for strikes.
3: That's he just he has bad bad command. But his slider and his splitter are disgusting pitches.
1: Fine. Yeah, I'll wait till I see it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, mean, fine, I still don't believe fine. you. I don't think it's that great, but
3: I think he's hey, got fine stuff.
1: Big, I don't like the guy, <laughs> but he's got
3: great stuff.
1: I'm saying I like him, Jack. When you interject here with Tony Gonzalez, what do you fan. think?
2: I like him. I think he's weird because of the cat thing, just like Dustin mentioned. And like, I don't know. I, <laughs> like, I'm so anti-cat that I want to be out on Tony Gonsolin, but that's I agree. How I am. <laughs> he's got stupid stuff. Like he's, he's got, got nasty I stuff. I mean, he's got a 95 mile an hour fastball. He's got an 87 mile an hour slider. And then he's got a change up that dips. Like those three pitches are good. Like it's MLB starter stuff. I think Tony Gonsolin's an MLB starter. It's just I think he's weird because of the cat thing. So I don't want him on my team. Um <laughs> There's my hard hitting analysis on Tony Gonsolin Fair? I think that's fair. Dustin, can we talk about how elite this bullpen is? Yes. Um, I mean,
1: Jack's raising his hand quickly, me. though.
2: Yeah, we, before we move on to the yeah. bullpen, I, I do just want to say one thing about the deadline because the way we talked about Shane Boz being the Rays' best deadline acquisition, Dustin May coming back from a torn UCL could be the Dodgers' Ooh. best deadline acquisition.
3: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, His he's just another guy. I don't know if they come back and instantly put him back in the starting rotation, though. Just the way they baby these these guys, like these young guys, they might just throw him in the bullpen and try to manage his workload. That right there is a segue
2: to the bullpen conversation. What a a transition. (laughs) Didn't even know he did it. Wasn't even trying
3: to do it. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, back to the bullpen. Uh, Obviously, Dustin May midseason. You know, that's a 100 mile hour sinker. And then you're talking about Trinan and Gratterall. Trinan, I thought Peter had a good take. I think Trinan's the second-best reliever in baseball going into this year. I mean, he's got like a, he's got a true three-pitch mix that is just from hell. Uh, the, the sinker at 100, the mid-90s cutter. And then his slider was, like, statistically maybe the best pitch in baseball out of the bullpen.
2: You know, you mentioned the, the three-pitch mix from hell for Blake Trinan. He also had a morning from hell yesterday. I mean, guy had an awful Twitter uh, Twitter feed going on. I that was that was really weird. I think he got
1: hacked. Dustin, did you see that on Twitter? with Blake Trine? He's like ratioing people. He's like, "You suck, bro. You're shit, bro." And like, he's I don't pulling think that out. was real. Uh, no, I, no, I but it was verified. That, that's what I'm saying it was just yeah. It was Blake Trine and verified Twitter profile with 250 followers, just ratioing people. I, I what does that mean? And it, it came up on my feed. Ratio is <laughs> ratio is something. If you say something stupid, someone comments ratio, and then whichever one gets more likes, I guess, or more attention, what? just goes to show how stupid the opinion is. So he's That's like out here doing that on random Twitter feeds. And <laughs> but the thing is, also, what made it even weirder was that you know he's in Los Angeles, and it's seven a.m. there when it came up on my feed. It was like six thirty in the morning.
2: No, well, so I think he definitely violence. got hacked.
1: I have no idea what was going on there with like tried <laughs> <in> Twitter. <laughs>
2: That's
1: weird. I don't know. He's nasty though. He is, <laughs> he is nasty.
2: He's nasty. More
1: than just him. I mean, even with Kenley going, there's way more than just him. Pete,
2: what yeah. do you think of Gratterall?
1: I like Gratterall a lot. I mean, I pff, look at look at the turbo sinker. It's hard. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just you watch you watch the guy and it's it's not similar to Emmanuel Class A's cutter because I think Emmanuel Classe's cutter is just a little bit better, but you just watch a picture like that. And you think to yourself, how does anyone ever get hits off the guy? And the numbers show. He doesn't strike out that many guys, but he's still very unhittable.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I
3: think – sorry, Jack, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say, like, I – to be honest, I, I place very minimal stock in the idea that the swing and miss numbers are low on that sinker. Just because I'm like, how can you do any damage against it?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I,
3: I It's hard to – Hard to imagine barreling up that pitch, you know, like it's like 102 and it's moving about two feet and it just seems like it, he doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. So, you know, he doesn't strike guys out, but he's not giving up any hard contact either. So we'll take it. Uh, then you got Tommy Canely coming back. Peter, you hit on him the other day. He is nasty. Um, Alex Vesia misses tons of bats. He's got an invisible fastball. Uh, struck out Freddie Freeman, I think, multiple times in big spots. So he's got big balls. <laughs> uh, we're talking got Phil Bigford, who was really good for the Dodgers last year. Really good, good breaking ball, spots up the heater, just a solid guy. Daniel Hudson strike guys, strikes guys out, throws a hundred. And then uh, another guy, another lefty, Justin Brule, um, kind of like a cutter. Just keep you off the barrel kind of guy, too. Uh, they got a couple of lefties that are kind of like, you know, quadruple A guys, like Brule's one of them. But he's been good in his time. And then they got, I think, Clevenger, who throws like 97 from the left side. But for some <laughs> reason, we don't see him that much. It's like, <laughs> this guy's throwing gas. But, uh, yeah, the bullpen's we're set with the bullpen.
1: How do you think it's going to stack up? Because you got a lot of arms. And with Kenley now out of the closer role, Joe Kelly is now gone as well. Who do you think is going to be closer? Who's setting up games and who's coming in the seventh if Bueller goes six?
3: I think they're going to take this opportunity to completely abolish the closer thing in Los wow. Angeles. Yeah, I do. I think they're just going to be like, we're just going to play matchups now and it, because there's nobody Trinan's making big money, but he's got no ego about it. Like he, he's always been fine coming in whenever we need him to. Um, but I think they just kind of go by committee, go by matchups and,
1: and That'll be that. All right. I love that take. But then how about you rank them of your favorite relievers? Maybe not okay. necessarily closer setup setup to the setup. Is there a name for a seventh inning guy? The like assistant to the regional name? manager. The assistant <laughs> to the regional manager. That was good. <laughs> Thanks.
3: <laughs>
1: but is there? I don't think there is, right? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think All so. Good. Yeah. So who's 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 uh one, two, and three? Trying one, I guess Gratterall two
3: because I haven't seen a lot of Kenley or Daniel Hudson, but those are probably my, my three and four, and then Vessia maybe five, um, Bigford six, Brule seven, something like that. That's really
1: good. It's really really good. Yeah, even without yeah. Kenley, are, are yeah. you gonna miss Kenley at all? Any parting words to Kenley Jansen, the closer of the Dodgers for the past decade?
3: Kenley Jansen, I mean, I appreciate everything he's done for the Dodgers, but he was kind of a prima donna. Like, he he, he had needed a lot of, like, he needed a lot of attention. Like, he needed to be the guy. Like, I don't know how much the guys – he made some questionable comments about needing more bullpen help on a couple of seasons. And it's like, how are you going to – your bullpen's supposed to be a unit, right? Like, and you're talking trash about your guys. Like, I don't fuck with that. Like he shouldn't be making comments like that. And just the way he carries himself, I don't, I don't care to have him back. Great pitcher. And man, he was nasty down the stretch. Like as nasty as I've ever seen him. Throwing 95 hour cutters that were actually moving. <laughs>
1: actually moving. <laughs> actually moving and not the old Kenley Jansen cutter that doesn't move at all but for some reason it's still missing bats I and mean, we've argued about that I'm like Dustin look at the screen it's 91 you show me where it's moving we'll break it down I watch it moves like that much it still gets it off the plate but I agree with you it actually was moving at 95 this year <laughs> it was a little different but uh, no I will, I will not miss Kenley Jansen to be honest are you going to miss Joe Kelly yeah I like Joe Kelly
3: just because he was like he was like he's a real electric personality if you need someone to you know brush somebody off the plate you call on joe kelly and he'll throw a hundred behind the guy's head <laughs> he's like he's intimidated he's was, he's was a cool dude and he threw a bunch. he threw all curveballs too like there were outings where he wouldn't throw fastballs and it's like he's throwing a hundred but he's throwing this 89 mile curveball but when Ke- when joe kelly was on he was nasty
1: really good before we we kind of go over what we think the opening day 2022 roster of the Dodgers should be, do you guys have any other trades or free agents that you'd love to see on the Dodgers?
2: First. Hmm. Or Dustin I first. I think, <laughs>
3: okay. um, I think what arm said, we had already talked about it in the choosing Peter, but I think Tyler glass now will be a Dodger soon. Um, just because he, he had that, uh, He's got that next season where the Rays got to pay him. So I don't think they're going to pay him. I don't think they want to pay him, or I don't think they can pay him. So as a similar situation to the Tommy Canely deal. The Dodgers will eat money now for a discount later. Um, I mean, it's going to be the Dodgers or somebody else that make that move for Glass now, and I don't think there's anybody more inclined to do it than the Dodgers. Jack, what, what, are you, are
1: you what do you think would he take for Tyler Glass now?
2: What a fucking joke, dude. I mean, your fans talking about going to get Tyler Glass now. I guess we'll get Glass now. I guess. Yeah, I guess. That's fine. <laughs> he'll be he'll be the three. Fuck you guys. Actually, fuck you
1: guys. Screw you. It's called the Death Star. You better get used to it. God. Fully um,
3: operational.
1: <laughs>
2: uh I mean, I... You, me you don't think it's going to happen, Jack? <laughs> no, it's probably going to happen. That's why I it's probably
1: going to happen. We project the future. You know, we don't, we don't, we're, we're, we're not worried about which team is doing which and if the optics of the situation. We're worried about what's going
2: to happen. And the Dodgers are probably going to get Tyler Glass now. That's just the reality of the situation. <laughs> uh, right, man, he's I'm too. an optics guy. I think those are tough optics for the rest of Major League Baseball. Tyler Glass now is a Dodger. And um... Freddie Freeman might be a Dodger too. It sucks, but it's the
1: reality of the situation. They just got Scherzer and trade. <laughs> Turner. They do this type of shit.
2: They do it all the time. All and the time. Remember when, <laughs> got,
1: remember when they got Adrian, remember when they got Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford and all those guys for just
2: money? Johnny Machado. Yeah. Machado. Forgot Garvish. Machado was a Dodger. That was a flash. Man. That, I mean they've, Dodger. They've had some guys come through. Jeez. So um, cool. So you know, cool. I think the Dodgers staple so cool. is like, yes, you got the big name, but you also have the 30-something right-handed starter. That they just mm-hmm. like kind of rejuvenate. Um, and, you know, you could go get Granky. There are a couple other free agent names that I want to show that I want to throw out here. Um, I think Cueto's a free agent right now. Is he not? I don't know. I think Quato's a free agent. Let's go to it. Uh, yeah, Cueto's a free agent. He's available. I think Johnny Cueto could be a good Dodger. Um, Would be a good Dodger. Right. I, I like yeah. your idea of Pineda. Um, I don't think Matt Harvey's the guy. Um, I no. no. What do you mean? Of course you don't. But like, but the like, thing I is don't like, know if J A Happ is the guy. But if he had okay, but if Matt Harvey had ten quality starts with the Dodgers, would you be shocked at all?
1: Yes. No. I would. Yes. I wouldn't. I would be shocked. I would Matt Harvey had ten quality starts with any team
2: i wouldn't be shocked it's
1: matt harvey have you watched him He's yeah 89 you know He's where he was he was in right baltimore
2: baltimore. Baltimore, is,
1: baltimore is a death sentence you have not faded <laughs> so, the orioles enough matt harvey comes in it's runs galore no matter who the other team is
2: okay okay so i would be shocked on. let's move on from matt harvey <laughs> uh i another guy that i floated for st louis i think like aaron sanchez could be a name that is in a dodger uniform it's like good like again right I like so that i i think they just go after like that reliever that oh i remember that name he was really good one time um and like they just turn him into somebody good again like that is the dodgers along with pending yeah kniebel along with spending a lot of yeah. money
1: is Corey Nebel still on the dodgers probably is huh
2: Nah, no, he's not. He went to the Phillies. True,
1: true. Got that was, paid a yeah, really, was a good signing for the Phillies. He's a good
3: reliever. He's nasty.
1: All right, 2022 Dodgers. This is what we're looking at. We got A.J. Pollock in left or Chris Taylor in left, but I'm going to put Chris Taylor somewhere else. Huh? No, yeah, let's put A.J. Pollock in left. Mookie Betts in center. Nope, No, Mookie Betts in right. <laughs> Cody Bellinger in center. There you go. <laughs> Justin Turner at third. Trey Turner at short. Chris Taylor at second, Max Muncie at first. Then you have Will Smith at catcher. And I guess Gavin Lux is your utility guy at this point. Is that what you're looking at? Or would you rather have Chris Taylor in left Gavin Lux at second? And then AJ Pollock is kind of your guy to move around.
3: Um, I think Chris Taylor will always be that super utility guy, but he always finds his way in the lineup. Like he's always getting over 500 uh, at bats. He's always playing over 150 games. So, Yeah, to start the year, you're definitely starting him. But as soon as somebody goes down, gets hurt, you plug him into whatever position that is. He'll be really good at it. And then Gavin Lux goes and plays second base. It's just, do you want Gavin Lux at second or do you want him in the outfield? Because he might be so mind-fucked in the infield that he just can't do it anymore. He really might. Like, it might be like that. And you might just need to say, okay, you're going to play left field and you're just going to hit. And so he was okay in the outfield. He was okay. He wasn't terrible. He was, he's fast. He's got a, he's got a strong arm. It's not accurate, but,
2: uh, yeah, he's got all the tools necessary to be a totally fine left fielder. Yeah. Let's talk about, um, the sexiest thing in baseball bench bats. Mm hmm. Beatty, Raley, and McKinstry is a really solid bench. Yep. Not that good. I like McKinsey a lot, and I like Beatty a lot. Like, Beatty can be your platoon DH that is pretty solid. Beatty puts together really
3: good at-bats consistently. Yeah. Um, Luke rayleigh has got stupid juice. Seeing him hit balls like 113 miles an hour. Um, McKinstry, he was so good at the beginning of the year. Uh, then was just so bad at the end. Uh, so hopefully we get something right in the middle of that. And he kind of turns into a Chris Taylor kind of guy that obviously not as good, but that kind of uh, position versatility. Yeah. Um, I don't think they need a new backup catcher. I know arm said like Austin Barnes is like terrible. Austin Barnes is not terrible. In my opinion, I think he is. I think he is an amazing defensive catcher. And I think that. Time and time again in the playoffs, he's put together good at bats. Like he's he's a gamer. He, the guy's a gamer. He's got no pop, but but he can uh, he can spray the ball a little bit. I like Austin Barnes. I'm perfectly fine with him. And then I guess Steven Souza would be the yeah. First Steven
1: Souza's out here getting at bats in the World Series. I I, I don't look at this bench and say, oh yeah, it's really solid. I really don't. I mean, Matt Beatty's fine. He's all right. Luke Rayley can run into one occasionally. McKinstry, we saw what he looked like in the second half post-injury.
2: But That's the it, then. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. You either have Pollock or Lux on the bench. So, like, that yeah. enhances the overall value of the bench.
1: Unless you have the DH. Then you yeah, don't. Then, then you're putting one hopefully. of them at DH. Right. You have Edwin Rios, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. I think can run into more balls than Luke Rayley.
3: Oh, Yeah. Edwin Rios has been amazing in his in his uh, small
1: sample size in the major leagues, hitting home runs at a pretty crazy clip. When we I call him like a, him. a Eugenio Suarez <laughs> kind of guy. He I mean, seems like he's going to strike out a bunch, but he's gonna, he could run into 30, 35 if you actually gave him five to 600 plate appearances.
3: I mean, he's coming off a shoulder labrum surgery, I think. So I think it'll it'll take some time. I don't think he'll be that guy next year, but maybe the year after that, because it always takes like Bellinger. Like he was so bad last year, but – he was so beat up, <clears throat> never fully recovered, I don't think, uh, from that shoulder surgery and then broke his leg. And it was like, Cody Bellinger's going to be really good. Um, but, like, are if you're the Dodgers, are you trading for bench bat when you have this system that just consistently pumps out amazing players? You probably aren't. No, you're not. You're just going to sit there and wait and maybe at the trade deadline reassess.
1: I was trying to look for weaknesses that's why i said i didn't love the bench and if we're trying to build 106 win team again i was like well they have two starting pitchers and no bench but i guess they do kind of have a bench and it's the los angeles dodgers they'll be fine what do you think do you see world series in 2022 or do you maybe think this is not their year put your bias aside dickhead
3: i mean obviously i think they're gonna be world series uh champions but um i think that the the NL is stacked. Other than the Diamondbacks and the uh, Rockies, I think the Giants are going to be right where they were last year. Maybe not 107 wins, but they'll be over 90 wins. Padres will be over 90 wins. Wow! Do you um, think
2: so? Yeah, I you mean, it's two teams tal-
1: in the NL West all over 90.
2: Yes, yeah. yes, mm.
3: definitely think that. Mm. The Padres, there's just no way they could be as bad as they were. No shot. They're too talented. Remember the Jack? We probably speak to this really well because, as a Padres fan, like those Dodger padre games at the beginning of the year were absolutely electric. They're playoff atmosphere type games, and
2: I just think they're going to recapture that a little bit. I love being branded um, a Padres fan. That was awesome. <laughs> Spent a year with one of their oh, minor no, league no. affiliates. So I'm a Padres fan. <laughs>
1: You do have some Padres takes, though. You 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 were you were up to date on this Padres team in twenty twenty one because I worked in their organization. Exactly. (laughs) And you still think that Darvish is better than Stell? I do. So you aren't watching? Put down the Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) Watch a game. (laughs) Touche. All right, that's that about does it. Um, Go check out Just Baseball merch. The link in the description. Um, of this podcast episode also go check out justbaseball.com for more dodgers coverage dusted i thought this was kind of a phenomenal conversation it was more casual we're just chopping it up we're playing gm that was it's fun. more of a chop up you know yeah, just chopping it up it was Dude, good our whole lives i'm glad to bring on jack and jack i see your tattoos coming through your uh your uh shirt you're looking kind of
2: edgy yeah let me let me turn my arm real quick do i look as edgy as Dusted in the black beanie No Both gotta wear the same thing. Jack's got (laughs) tattoos, kind of similar glasses, also a black t
1: shirt, and I just look like a little kid on his first day to dodger school with my stretch. No dodgers. (laughs) 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 And with that, thank you everybody.